0: Uh, let's see, uh, what makes a great pizza? That's an interesting question. Submitted, I think, by one of our own. Uh, why don't we start with Gabe? You started us off with the introduction. Give us your raw and unfiltered opinion on pizzas.
1: Um, well, first of all, pineapple on pizza is a tragedy. No one should ever do that, ever never put pineapple on pizza and what else makes it what makes a great pizza um I I feel like it it really comes down to the dough the dough is really what matters for pizza the 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 cheese the sauce the pepperoni um or whatever else you put on top not pineapple uh you know the the dough is what really what really changes it so so good dough will make good pizza Right. answer I answering
0: the second question too? That's an excellent answer. um Would anyone else, any of the other mentors like to chime in if they have especially well, strong- I
2: think, Jeremy, I think the the company makes the pizza great. So if you are with a great company and then your pizza would taste great no matter what. That's my input.
3: That's very subjective though. <laughs> because she likes one place, I like another place. <laughs> Uh, I think that what makes a pizza is cheese. If you can take a ruler and measure how much cheese is on there, that's a good pizza.
4: <laughs> I like really thin crust with little cheese and no meat and no pineapple. Oh.
5: <clears throat> and And I, I, I'm the opposite of Karen actually. I, I like thick crust. <laughs> I, I like different sauces too, other than tomato. like if they do barbecue or something different. I love pineapple in my stuff, but anyway, so it's complete opposite, you know. Um, Jeremy, I guess Joyce somehow at afternoon after she you saw your questions decided to answer the question. Um, do you mind replay her response? I haven't heard it. She just sent me all these tapes. Yeah, I'm on like, the okay. pizza question. Yeah. Okay, I will try it. Here it goes.
6: What makes a great pizza is really the dough and the bread. So if the dough is fresh and soft in the center and yet crusty on the outside when you bite in it just kind of like oozes into your teeth um that makes it it doesn't matter what topping you have on the pizza as long as the dough is good um it's a perfect pizza to me
0: yeah that's a quite a plethora of diverse answers i like them all um very diverse opinions (laughs) Especially with, you know, less Lester and Karen almost the opposites. Um, but hey, you know, that's, uh, that's part of church life. You're going to run into people with very different opinions. <laughs> you may have, end up marrying one of them, apparently too. So thank you all for your great answers. And as always, if you have, you know, a particular pro- mentor, if you have a particular feeling to speak out on an issue and, you know, the questions are definitely going to be more important than just pizza choices, please feel free to just interrupt me um, if you so feel. Okay, so let's get to know all of you a little bit better as well. I think one of the good questions that was submitted and one that uh, I've asked my parents even, and I think it's it's good to hear from those who are older and wiser. Um, if you could go back in time and speak to your early 20s self, uh, what would you say? What maybe one piece of advice would you give uh, to
7: better direct your path? And anyone can jump in um, once you have an answer.
2: I think Gabe's too young for this question. <laughs> <What's>... Yeah, <he's... laughs> Anyway, uh, Let to... us <laughs> want to start us off? Or maybe he's still thinking.
5: Um, okay, if, if I were to, um, three things come to mind. One is life goes quickly. I, I, it's shockingly how, how time has gone by, how many years i have been married, how, you know, here I have kids that, you know, left college and working. It, time has really gone by quickly. I never thought it would have gone this quickly. Um, I think another thing I would have told myself in the 20s is really trust the advice of some of those who have gone before you, you know, I, especially those that you respect. And, and I have to really say that You know they really have experienced some things that are really and they're really trying to keep you from making the same mistakes i remember personally take a person like my mom you know i was raised by a a single mom pretty much my life there are so many gals she discouraged me from dating but did i listen no i didn't you know i I always knew better i'm sure but you know honestly she was right i wish she was here to hear it but you know I, i i hope i said that a few times in my older life that she was right but, you know, in hindsight, you know, um, she she was correct in a lot of things. Um, thankfully, she loved Joyce, so she was spot on on that one. Uh, a, probably a third thing is um, that God has a wonderful plan for you. I would have told myself in my 20s, and it may surprise you. It may not be anything you had planned. I never heard of Walnut where I live now. I didn't imagine I was going to have my three kids or my wife, who she is. I, I, she probably was nothing that I had thought of. Um, the job that I'm holding now or held for the last 20 years was nothing I had even dreamt of. And so these were not my plans in my 20s. And it, it's wonderful when you rely on God and he can surprise you in in ways that you didn't plan. And and, and that's the neat thing about it. So so maybe I'll, th- those are probably some of the things I'd hit upon.
7: I
3: think I agree with Lester on a lot of that. Um, appreciate the people who are in your life right now because... Uh, you don't know when God is going to call them home, uh, and uh, I, I know I've had times in which I was frustrated with my parents or my grandparents. Well, uh, you know, now I n- now that they've already all passed on, I can't go back and say thank you for all the years of of uh, of uh, putting up with me. Um, you know, um, but I think another thing is um, your life is going to be very cyclical. And I see that it's cyclical because of one big reason. How much time are you uh, spending with God? In those low times in my life, I can see that I was not in tune with God. And in the high times, I was. And I can see that in those low times, I was delving in things I shouldn't be delving into. And in those high times, I was focused on God, fellowship, trying to uplift my brothers and sisters. You want to find joy in your life. It's not going to be found in a job. It's not going to be found in driving a German car or anything like that. It's going to be in the relationships that you maintain. And the biggest one is going to be your relationship with God.
7: I
4: agree to everything that they said. Um, The only thing is I really appreciate I have mentors in my life. And um, I would tell myself to try everything, uh, fail back. Don't, don't afraid that you may make mistakes or you may fail at whatever you try. Um,
2: have a go at it. Yeah, I think I agree with all you have shared. Um, I think that in my early 20s, um, um, I did not have a community like you guys do now with uh, the brothers and sisters. And that's one thing that I, I would definitely um, would have strived for um, if I had opportunities in my early twenties. And, um, yeah, so I, I think that I just have just such a precious uh, thoughts that you have someone who can uh, walk with you, whether it's your mentors or people that your, your your peers that share the same faith and same um, value with you and, um, same love for Jesus with you. And that's just so much more. Um, I mean the walk, the journey just becomes so much more uh, enjoyable and, um, yeah like I said precious so yeah I wish I had those experiences but but now I do because I, I have you guys in this community so yeah it, it's been a blessing so, so one one other
3: little caveat people will always fail you uh no matter how good your relationship with the with people are we're only human we will make mistakes we will let each other down at some point sometimes really badly God will never let you down that's the thing that I've really seen and it's been consistent in the last few,
7: years, in the last uh, couple of decades of my life.
0: Dave, hey, did you have any thoughts?
1: You're definitely not too young to answer the question. <laughs> Other than like invest in Tesla or something like that? <laughs> no. Um, I guess for this question, thinking is most like guys, like, you know, what do you do in your 20s while maybe for most of us, we're still single? um, I I guess I'll I'll just think of one practical thing. Um, Explore missions. Like, you don't get that much time to do short-term mission trips when you get married and you start a family. Um, At least you won't until your kids grow up a little bit and you can take them on your trips with you. Um, And so, I, I say it takes some time to do that while you still have the ability to kind of move around and be a little flexible with your schedule um, and explore what the mission field looks like. So I, I think that that's something that can really help you grow in your faith if you wanna see how God is working outside of your own Christian bubble that you are in.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point. Thank you all for your answers. I think there's a, already a lot of insight there and especially the points on, you know, being able to listen to the wisdom of the elders or to mentors. Um, I'm glad that to say we're, you know, we are seeking to do that even right now. <laughs> so we're here to learn from, from those. Uh, so carrying on with that sort of theme though, of, of marriage and a family, uh, I think this is an interesting question for, for everyone, who you know, that you're all married. Uh, what is something that you learned about your spouse recently, that you know, like you didn't know before? I'll go ahead and paste the question also in chat so that people can follow along. It can be anything. It can be something small, it can be something big.
4: I can go with this one. Um, I recently found out my husband actually had braces when he was a teenager. I did not know that until we put braces on our son. My son is 10 years old. We've been married for 15 years, dated nine. So I never know. And I asked him, how come you don't tell me? And he said, well, you never ask.
0: Thanks, Karen. that's a good example. <laughs> it's just, oh, you've always had good tea.
3: Uh, one thing that uh, Alison and I were talking about the other day, I, and it, uh, it never really came up as much, or I never picked up on it, that she actually enjoys hiking. <laughs> and when we were talking about oh, what would we like to do? She says, you know,
2: I do like hiking, you know. I said, oh,
3: okay, I didn't realize that.
2: (laughs) Well, that that shouldn't be a surprise to you, but if you pay attention to his slide of introduction, he enjoys good movies, but he apparently you cannot really enjoy a good movie while you were hiking. Well, maybe now you can, but you still need to pay attention to the road. But yeah, that's one thing that uh, I really enjoy hiking. if I can hide with some of the young ladies. We we'll have time. Um, one thing I discovered about Ray, actually, you know what? I always find something new about this guy. It's just interesting. He never stopped to a, uh, just like you know, uh, make I was uh, stopped to uh, surprise me, you know. So, um, um, so I think that he's always the uh, more romantic, uh, uh, you know. Uh, between the two of us and I know that he always uh, uh sent me flowers on our uh, anniversary on my birthday um so up to some point I told him you know what
3: and, and guys that really does go along. well
2: way. okay let me finish I said <laughs> okay I said so, so after a few years I said no you know what though Let's not let's not waste the money because I know that you'll love me. I know that you're gonna always be sweet to me. And then, well, besides, I'm gonna be the only one that throw the withered flowers away. So I'm like, you know what? Don't worry about the flowers and just you know just uh, save up the uh, you know the money. And <laughs> anyway, but and, but he will find different way to surprise me. Um, he never. Um, he never, in the, the cards, he always, he always writes me cards and just the way that he expressed his, his thoughts um, in writing. It just, every time when I read those cards is never the same as the one that he is written to me before, so yeah. So as you can see, when you get older, you're supposed to be wiser and better in communicating your words, <laughs> in words. <laughs> So I appreciate that about Ray, and uh, I, I can't wait to see it. read more cards from him, so.
5: <laughs> yeah, um, you know, um, it, it, I it thought that this could be a fun one because, you know actually, after all these many years of just have known each other, um, I think we pretty much not too much surprises. It's funny. She just said yesterday, yesterday. She goes, her mom just told her for the first time that her mom couldn't stand her first boyfriend. And she goes, You know, I never heard my mom say this to me. Why the mom tells me 40 years later, you know, she never said this to me back when I was in high school or college, whatever it was, of how she couldn't stand him. But anyway, she has found this out this week. Anyway, but I don't think that's what she would have shared. Um, for me, you know, it, it, it's funny. I, what I found out, what I, I find out something new about Joyce is because it's more like when you go into like a new situation. You know, uh, back, you know, in college, when I was in your age, we used to have these, instead of icebreakers, they called them these serendipity moments, and they use those kind of words back in those days where, you know, you have a new situation, and you'll find something randomly new or happy about, you know, a person or or something beneficial. Um, Anyway, so when things come up in our our lives, I think that's when we learn something new. For example, when we got our first dog, which um, was Cinnamon, I think you saw her in the picture. She's an English shepherd, and... For some reason, my, both my wife and I realized that we enjoyed agility trials for our dog. You now, that's something we would have never dreamt of. We never heard of before then, but somehow we were, took her to, we went to agility trials and looked out for clubs and classes and um, bought her a little, you know, agility stuff in the backyard, you know, those little tunnels and poles and hurdles you can jump over and things like that. So that was something I didn't think she'd enjoy. It was funny we, Recently, she's been talking to our fish, and it's really strange. And when I say fish, I mean not the kind you eat, you know. Um, I, I like raising aquarium fish. I um, haven't done it as much last, but last 10 years got more into it. And I'm more into goldfish and arandas, you know, the larger ones, because my grandfather got me into this when I was younger. So he was huge into it, and he had a pond, and he'd give us arandas for our home. But she's the type who talks to them, and she'll yell at them for not sharing food or picking on each other, or she taps on the glass to get their attention to talk. You know, usually that drives them away. They can't stand the noise, but they come to her. I don't know why. So they recognize her, so something very strange. So, uh, but seriously, I think one of the things I see now the pandemic is she's probably, of our whole family, the most consistent in exercising, going to classes. You know, she... And she'll take things to the highest level. She, she'll take yoga and go to the hot pit ones, you know, where they raise your room temperature to 100 and something, and you go all out for 45 minutes, you're dying. Not this yoga where you're just sitting around doing these poses, but um, sweating like crazy. Or, you know, she'll do stretches and handstands in the house in the middle of nowhere. You know, So she's taking exercise to a higher level than, than all the rest of us. So it's funny, with all of us at home, you'd think we're more athletic than her, but she goes all out there, so... That's probably some things I figured out over the last few months.
7: I don't know. I don't know if I haven't an answered this question. So I was
1: supposed to move along. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, good. Still very, still very in the honeymoon stage, huh? <laughs> uh, maybe I just I just need to learn from from these from from these older folks on how to observe better and <laughs> and learn better.
3: Well, how many
2: months? How many months have you been married? Almost 9 year, yet, right? It's not been
3: year yet. It's about eight. like 9. About like 8 months. Eight
7: months.
3: You you'll start observing when you finish your MDiv. Oh. <laughs> <man>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um,
0: um, that's really awesome. I think it's always cool to see, you know, marriage is always an ongoing process, right? There's there's always more to learn about the other person. I think that's really a sweet part of it. Um, Staying on that sort of topic, but maybe moving back chronologically a little bit, um, next question is, how did God help you to stay happy or content when you were single? And this can also apply to when you were maybe dating or not yet married, um, or it can apply to when you weren't dating at all.
7: OK, so I think I, I understand where this
3: is coming from, because I remember
0: out of all my uh,
3: my uh, group of friends and everything like that, I was the only one, I was I was always the odd guy out. Everybody was dating somebody or they were seeing somebody and I never I, I didn't have any relationship with a, with a girl, apart from your typical just regular friendships and I wanted one very badly and I, no matter how much I would do to try to impress a girl. It never really amounted to anything. Um, What what a person should do, leave it all in God's hands. Because I remember this very, very vividly. Uh, It was after fellowship one time, and the speaker was speaking about trusting in God. And the icebreaker was basically, um, you're paired up with another person. One person is blindfolded, and the person who is not blindfolded Verbally guides the uh, blindfolded person on where to go. So, uh, you know, we did that. And then the speaker said uh, basically said that how you reacted while you're blindfolded is pretty much how you trust God. I was very resistant, I was very apprehensive, and I realized uh, that I was that way towards God as well. Mm -hmm um and then I asked myself what is one thing that I am really resistant to letting God handle and and then the whole thing with relationships came up and I remember this was roughly around this time of year February and I remember I was praying in my room uh, before uh, before I went to sleep that night I said you know God I'm tired of just dealing with this take it away please just you take care of it I'm not going to try to have any kind of huge expectations or anything like that I am just going to go with whatever, uh, with, with how you're going to lead. Me. Three months later, Alice and I started dating. So, it's not going to be like that for everybody. I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I do have to say, whenever we, uh, I or Alice and I as a couple have given up something to God, just let Him take care of it. It happens.
2: He does care.
3: I mean, in in mm-hmm. His in His right timing. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just uh, the same scenario, um, the waiting on God. Um, it happened again after we got married, and uh, we've been trying to have a child, and it took us, what, two and a half years, and on our own effort, nothing ever happened. Uh, we even went through all the physical checkup and everything that, you know, the doctor said, well, you both are fine, fine and normal, are able, so... And he we, and then uh, my OB doctor was Christian, so he said, "You know what? Just really give it to the Lord." You know, so we both just, okay, you know what? And also to a point where we accept the fact that we might God might not, you know, uh, when the you know want us to be parents, you know, having our own biological child mm-hmm. or children, but once we just, you know, release our thought to the Lord and. Um, after six months or something like that, um, we found out that, well, yeah, we conceived our firstborn. So God has really proven himself to be so faithful to us. I mean, at least for Ray and my experience that when we decide to let it go and leave it in God's hand, um, not saying that we'll just, you know, let him take care of it, that we don't do anything our own, but we still, you know, we still pray. We still um, focus on, you know, his guidance and trusting while we were waiting for him for his will to be done we still you know uh, do our part and and God just worked in his time in his way so yeah I think the only way that you can find contentment in your current situation or current life circumstances is that you will fully trust God that's that's the only way is going to you're going to have that contentment yeah. Thank you.
1: (laughs) I guess I can I can answer. Um, I mean, I'm. I'll I'll probably share a little bit. I'll I'll share more about my life and what I went through in singleness during my singleness sermon. um, That will be coming up in the series. Uh, But just a few thoughts right now. I I think um, with this question, how how did God help you stay happy when you were single or when you are single? I think first of all, it's actually to be honest about your your sadness. And your brokenness about it. it it's it's okay to feel lonely because you don't have a spouse because it's good to desire one um and so i think to be honest about that to be, and to be honest with, about that with god and with people and uh and to, to know that it is indeed hard um, it's, it's not saying we can just do something it's something we'll be happy and it will be easy in our singleness um, but it's to is to remember that those those emotions are real and those struggles are real um, but in the midst of that is to also know that when you're you're feeling sad and lonely, you can still feel joyful. Um and that's and that's a that's a theological spiritual reality that you can still feel joyful even in the midst of hardships and 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 really hard times. Um especially if your emotions of loneliness are are really overtaking you. Um, And so I I just want to be you know encouraging that sense that if you are you know indeed struggling with with being happy in your singleness like that's, that's okay, cry out to God um, during those times. Um, and yeah, and, and I, I think one other thing I, I, I did, and I could share more about my experience going through that um, when, before I was married, uh, but I, I remember just being, just telling myself to, to remember that it's better to give than to receive, and, and that meant I, I went out a lot and tried to, I just really tried to invest in people, whether they're my married friends or my single friends, and, and really just trying to invest my time to people, Um, And really invest my time to the church family in that way. Um, Especially since my married friends, they're they're not going to remember to call me, so I'm just going to text them and see if they're free, you know. And and just really just just take the opportunity to do that and stay connected.
4: Um, I guess for me, um, I dated a lot in my twenties and. but I, I, I think God has a plan for me during all that time is I was always busy. I'm always busy um, at college or serving or at work. Um, so I have a lot of friends. Um, I have a lot of different communities of friends and uh, that's always keep me busy. So I guess my focus wasn't on my singleness ever. Um, it was more focusing on What can I do next? You know, um, what are some of the things that needed to serve in that particular community? To me, I think that's more important. And I think um, it was God that guiding me all this time. That's why I wasn't really aware that the singleness or who is married or who is not, or, you know, I'm I'm kind of like really busy. If someone is getting married is something that is just on my calendar that I attend. So to me, uh, I, I think that was really helpful. And I think it's God's training me all this time is Focusing on him, focusing on his people and the community that we're in.
5: You know, um I, I think your choice we here should agree. We we don't have great advice in this area. Both of us um were active in our twenties. And I, I think both of us really enjoyed our, our single lives and, and had fun. In fact, sometimes you would ask her, she'll say she had more fun there than being married, but it's okay. But looking back though, it, it, there was, uh, neither of us, I guess, it is, I, I agree with Karen. Uh, we were both very busy. We both had a lot of activities. We both had a lot of friends. Um, we both uh, just had active lives and were involved. And so it really wasn't something that I, I could ever say that it was an unhappiness looking um, back. Um, maybe because the time, you know, when she you know, I got married, we got married even a little bit before a lot of our friends anyway too. So maybe our timing was different than others. So unfortunately, I, I can't add much of that except to really enjoy enjoy your the time you have, the independence, to embrace the, t- the things you can do. Um, it, it's a time of life you're, you're not gonna get back and and just enjoy it.
0: Yeah, thank you all. I think that's uh, helpful words of wisdom, especially for a lot of us who are not yet married and, and in that waiting stage or thinking stage. Um, I think that's a really helpful. Uh, path to follow. Uh, Kind of on that same line, maybe uh, hitting that same nerve of uh, trying to stay content or or doing things right. The next question is about um, common mistakes or room for growth that you see in couples who are dating. Um, So we're in that stage, but perhaps have some issues. Uh, This can be from personal experience or this can be just from your experience from
7: seeing others uh, going, going ahead and dating. So thoughts on that? I guess we'll have to do the sealed fashion way and start calling on people.
3: <laughs> uh, let's
7: go with... Oh, oh, I sorry, I was
2: going to say I was say because we started last time so we should have someone else start first. Karen, I'm sorry. I'm playing <laughs> MC now, Jeremy. I'm sorry.
0: i say okay.
4: Dating, I think it's fun. Keep your open mind. Um, I heard sometimes some people reflect back to me. I think they they take it too seriously on the first two dates. You know, get to know that person. You know, talk to them. Be a listener. Um, you know, just be enjoy that moment to be single and dating different person. Listening to the conversation, you actually grow yourself too. Um, I think that is one of the biggest thing um, I have for this question.
5: You know, I, I have to second what Karen said about the. Um, seriousness. I, and and I'm, I'm not saying it, it, you shouldn't seriously think about the people you date, but some people are like planning the wedding on the second date and I, I just don't get it. So, um, you know, I, I was in college. I mean, I, I'd go to football games with somebody or go to party with someone else. And it wasn't because it was, you had certain friends you could have fun with and know them. And I thought the neatest thing was the fact that you can learn more about different people. I thought that was fun. But anyway, um, one thing also is I, I, I wouldn't, as a couple, you, you can't focus on other couples so much too. Focus about yourselves, you know, what's unique about you guys as an individual. Um, what, what brought you two together? Sometimes, you know, just like all of us compare, you know, we, parents compare their children to others and people compare their marriages and you guys compare your jobs and salaries and things you do. But, you know, you have to look at you guys unique as a couple, are you guys growing and enjoying in the things you're doing together? Um, You know, and I would also ask, are you growing in other areas too, not just yourselves, are you growing in the way you guys relate to friends, to each other's families? Um, Are you growing spiritually together? Are you guys growing in knowledge together? So it's nice when you see those different areas too. Um, um, So that's just some thoughts. Um, But just a reminder that the cup girls are unique, and uh, ones I see that sometimes Date so long. Sometimes I, I see too much of this contentment. Joyce and I joke. They said they sometimes look like an old married couple when they're, you know, been dating too long. And you know, you don't want to be that. You, you want to keep it fresh and, and 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 a growing time for you guys. So, so Alice Ray.
2: <laughs>
3: okay. I think somewhat related to that is that That's all uh, also pay attention to the other relationships. I mean, you kind of touched on that already, Lester. Don't ignore your other existing relationships. Um, I mean, when you're you're married, yes, your primary ministry is going to be your spouse and your future family. But at the same time, uh, whether you're dating or you're married, um, don't ignore the other people that are around you. Uh, You don't know what you're experiencing or what you're learning that could really have a good impact on somebody else. Uh, I, uh, I mean, when we were when we were dating, we noticed how some of our uh, uh, other dating uh, uh, friends, uh, they, I mean, you would they would disappear, and you wonder did they fall off the face of the earth or something? Uh, because like you'll see them, uh, you'll see them briefly uh, or say hi occasionally, and then you never see or hear from them again uh, until you get a wedding invitation or some sad news on on the phone saying, oh yeah, we broke up or something. But, otherwise yeah yeah i mean they disappeared um but i wish those people and also maybe we would take more initiative to try and like get them out and say hey let's do something together or hey how you you know just just reaching out to people just maintaining relationships because i mean the world is not centered around you the world is supposed to be Mm -hmm. centered around god
2: yeah i think that's what uh, i think what you all share is really really great. And especially, I think that just because we're in a relationship and that really make us um, should, you know, our relationship should be centered um, around God. You know, um, I should say God is the center of our relationship. Why do I say that? Because sometimes I do see some um, dating couples, they um, they get into this, uh, I would say a little conflict is because they sort of take their eyes off of God and they start demanding the support and and the love from the other person because they realize that only other person can fully um, support them and love the way that they want to be loved and supported. And without realizing that, um, actually, it can be self-serving and selfish in a way when you feel that way, because you have to look at the situation sometimes that you have to really focus on what, um, god would say about your relationship you know in even though you know you are doing well together as a dating couple but have you really how have you been doing recently spiritually on your own as well as together as a couple how have you uh really pointed uh the other person to to christ you know in times of trouble or times of you know conflicts um how is your uh walk with God the time spent with God, um, you know, being fruitful, you know, and uh, have you idolized uh, your relationship, this this taking this relationship, um, you know, more than God, you know, I think that those are the questions that we have to always constantly ask ourselves, even after we got married, I think that Ray will agree with me that at times that uh, we will get this little conflict, or I will get mad at him because I feel like, oh, yeah, he should be doing this, not me, and, and, the, and right. I
3: can tell when I hear pots and pans being thrown onto the stove instead of nicely put down.
2: That's right. Like yeah. That. Just, I hear just cabinet ha-
3: doors slamming.
2: <laughs> I did slam the door, <laughs> but anyway, just be happy you don't live in the same household with us. But <laughs> anyway, my point is okay. Even just at, the, at that moment when you feel so discontent, you know, with your spouse or, in this case, with your dating, um, you know, a partner, you would just be like, okay, you have to check your own heart first. You know, what caused me to be discontent? What caused me to be, uh, you know, to demand more of, of her or or him? I think that's the first thing that you need to really ask yourself, you know, when you go, go into the conflict with the other person. Yeah, thank you. Um.
1: I'm serious. <laughs> well, my, my next sermon will, will be on dating. So that'll be in two weeks. Um, but I'll kind of give, a, I guess, a quick pointers that I'll, I'll probably repeat myself uh, next time as well. Um, first, pers- pursue your boyfriend, girlfriend um, as a companion or friend and, not, and don't prioritize romance. Um, prioritize the companionship. Because uh, you're you're forming a companion for life. Romance is based on f- emotions and feelings, and that comes and goes. And every couple will tell you that. Um, and, and it's it's about whether or not you're you you can you can be in the same room as this person for a long period of time. Um, so build companionship. Um, second thing I'll say is, do people know you're dating? Like, <laughs> is it is it public? Is it can people actually look at you guys and be like, I can see. This is clear. This is not something that's private. Nothing that's hidden. It, it's it's. And I'm not saying, do like PDA, like that's you know we shouldn't have that at church, um. But I, but I, but but people should know. Like it, it shouldn't be a secret. Um. And, and so that that's when when something's like kind of hidden away and secretive. That's when you get a little bit more worried about it. Um. And uh, I guess the last thing to say is, um. Yeah, I, I think uh, in terms of like, you know, when you're, when people are dating, the, there, there's a lot of questions going through your head. Is this the right person? Am I supposed to marry this person? And um, I, I really think uh, there, we, we overthink our situations. Um, and, and I think that there are times when it just really comes down to whether or not we want, we'd like to be with this person or not. Uh, and again, I, I'll go more in detail on these kind of pointers, um, advice that, uh, or principles that I have um, next time. Um, but those are just kind of quick, quick answers for now. Hey, yeah, thank you. All.
0: And, you know, if, I think uh, for whoever's listening, whoever hasn't picked up on it yet, come to the next IT, the next couple of ones, so you can hear our own Gabriel Lee speaking about it <laughs> directly. Um, but yeah, kind of on that same theme then of dating, we, we do have a more specific question, so I want to be able to make sure to, to bring that to light as well. And, and it kind of concerns online dating, so I'll just paste it in the chat so we can take some time to read it. Um, It concerns, you know, someone who may not be interested in dating anyone from their local church uh, and is seriously considering online dating. So is there any wisdom, any practical wisdom uh, on that approach? And, you know, I I think this can apply in a lot of situations. It doesn't have to be just, you know, there's no one at my church. It could be it's COVID right now. Um, And I I wonder how I can maybe start a relationship or maintain a relationship online. So I think those are all aspects that
7: can be uh, answered by this question. Um, yeah. Uh, okay,
5: I, I have absolutely no advice in this area because it wasn't invented in my day. So as, as you know, I'm aging myself, but I think that's just the reality of it all. Um, Joyce actually had an opinion here. So I'm gonna share this and I, 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 I'll be honest, you guys, I have not listened to any of her tapes. She sent me all this stuff today. I didn't have time, I had to work today. So um, you're lucky I even knew where her Google Drive was to, to play all this stuff. So Jeremy, if you don't mind me taking over one more time here. Good. And let's see, you know, it's almost like, you know, those, those TV shows, what are they gonna say? You know, who knows? Um, so we'll find out together
6: okay the question is about online dating and some practical wisdom well first of all i've never uh, used this app before used any dating apps before but i have definitely worked with uh, people who have uh, found each other through these dating apps and are very successful successful and um, i work with a lot of these clients because i am a makeup artist so um, I sometimes ask and poll them, you know, how did you guys meet? And a lot of them would say, oh, we found each other online, or, I mean, we met uh, through these dating apps, and so I'm finding it's becoming more and more um, widely used and acceptable, but I think it's pretty much like a relationship. It's what you put into it is sometimes what you're going to get out of it, and, um so I suggest that you um, really spend the time on your profile, your bio, and be honest. Um, be, uh, you know, I know a lot of us uh, may want to exaggerate uh, areas that um, you know you're good in, which is fine. But uh, just remember, you know, when you do meet up with that person, if you said you're like, you know, six feet tall and you're like five feet nine. Um, guess what you're not going to be able to fold them at that point um, or you know if you say your age and you're really not at that age then yeah it's gonna it's all gonna come out so um just really you know putting the effort into putting down um, accurate and and honest um, answers would be my advice and also um, you're going to actually be surprised uh, that you may actually be matched up, even though you you say you don't want to, um, you know, date anybody in your circle of friends, or your current uh, connections here at church, or you know, meeting with your of friends. But you might actually run into people that you know, or someone you both know. And I guess um, you know we're all separated by, you know, four degrees or what is it that term? But I think you know it's um, it is actually a smaller world than you think. So do will be surprised. You know you might run into someone that you um, that you know, and you know um, that could be a sign. You know, and that might be something that um, you can pray about. Um, but I I think when you do start one of these apps, don't sign up for a ton of them. Just do one, and and give it a. a you know, real honest effort for, I don't know, what the duration, how they work, you know, but, you know, give it a good try for a month or so, and see how your results are, and really dedicate to responding, and, um, you know, you you might end up actually finding someone that uh, you want to be with. So, anyways, um, yeah, give that a try, and let us know how that goes.
5: You know, it, it's funny, I heard this, you know, it just made me think, I said, I have no experience, but I have, I, I remember my, my brother uh, got into this, you know, to all and stuff and he goes, I can't find anyone at church, you know, no one at all. So he was very honest in his profile, he was very serious. And what's the first person they match him with? It is thing, some girl from his church. So, you know, um, God knows better. And, you know, he knows the heart correctly. And of course he didn't go out with her when he said no way, but nevertheless, uh, that was her sharing. Thanks guys.
2: okay um Ray and I will have known a couple that just as uh, Joyce mentioned that they also met online and they actually God has blessed them and now they're married with three kids so you know um uh, I totally agree with what Joyce shared um definitely be honest uh, when you create your profile on the on the online dating website and also I think that and also definitely do not um do not go on basically don't do not Whatever, like you know, match with like I don't know multiple people at one time because I know that one time I I have known this girl. She did like three four guys at the same time, and I asked her how do you keep everybody you know like straight. straight you know, <laughs> she told me at the end she couldn't do it. I said, well, yeah, so maybe you shouldn't have not started um with so many people. But yeah, I think I do see there's a um. So I never tried before, so I couldn't really give any practical (laughs) wisdom in this. But, um, but again, when you be honest, and and then if this really what God wants you to, you know, God enables you to meet someone uh, through that platform. um, You know, especially as Jeremy mentioned earlier, it's a COVID time. It's you know, it's it's really uh, in the opportunity for us to meet people face to face. It's really limited. So, yeah, just be honest. um, Everything just you know, and and be always be discerning, you know, um, pray through the process. And um, yeah, I believe that if God's was for you to meet someone through this platform, he, you know, it will happen. And uh, again, once you meet this person, I would say, you know, uh, like I think Uncle Lester mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, or, or Gabe mentioned earlier, make it known that you, you, you are dating, you are, you know, seeing this person more seriously. And if possible, you know, bring him or her to our, outdoor worship service and invite him or her to church and see what he or she says, right? And then uh, we'll definitely want to meet this person if you ever bring him her to outdoor service. Make sure you let us know.
4: Uh, I have never done online dating, uh, but the communities that I serve, I, I, uh, I work deal with a lot of young people, uh, men and women. And a um, couple of things that they, they advised me because I told them I, I'm going to be on a panel. People is going to ask me about online dating. Um, and um, a couple of things that end up with a good relationship is honest, but you don't have to spill out your gut. You, know, you want to be careful too, because this is online. Um, you need to, to always be a, a little bit more careful with that. And number two is uh, choose the app is right for you. Uh, there's a lot of apps out there. Um, and then I think there's the latest one is Bumblebee, they just went on IPO. Um, the last thing is, uh, what is the intention? I think in the app, it will have a category. What is your intention? Are you looking for a spouse? or are you are looking for um, meeting friends? Or, you know, uh, think about what is your intention? Um, and always exercise a little bit caution.
3: Cool. Um-
1: I guess I just want to I want to I want to be upfront and honest about I guess where I stand personally with online dating cuz I wrote like a I wrote a blog post I remember like years ago um, about why I don't do online dating and why I was into it. So I so I don't really want to like I guess because that's online and I don't I don't want to like you know seem like I'm contradicting myself in and what I say here um so you know I I, I don't want to go to, I guess just talking about online dating, I, I think there's some practical things that we can think about uh, along this. Um, and even though I was, you know, I wrote a whole article that was against it, doesn't mean that I, I don't think it's a sin. I think there's many reasons why people do it, and I, I, and some, many of them, many reasons are legitimate. And I, I think there's there's a lot of um, there's there, there's just openness to it that that we should that we're allowed to explore as Christians. Um, but I do think we there's some wisdom to go about this. Um, one one aspect of you know, Karen asked is, is understand the app that you're using. What is what is the what is that medium? What, how is it being used generally by people? And how does it work? How do they actually match you up with people? And 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 how and what does it? Um, I guess like what does it what does it teach us about dating? You know, and what, what's their goal with that? And so, just understand the app and and understand how it's being used and what's it used for, and the people that are on there. Um, And uh, and then the second thing is, yeah, as you as you meet people, be intentional. Like, because because with these apps, you can like (laughs) like Antia shared. Like, you can end up meeting so many different people at one time. Uh, Try to be intentional with how you go about it. Be clear with your with your intentions. If you know if this is if you see this not going past the second date, then be clear about that. And 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 just and so because when, when things are being met up this way, sometimes it's really hard to be clear. And I think having that clarity will help you and will help the other person. Um and then a final practical advice, I don't know, I you know I always give three-point sermons. Um, so the final practical advice is um is to indeed um get people to know the person you end up meeting online and also have the person's community get to know you. And so you can get to know their community as well. Uh, because again, if it's online, you're most likely meeting someone who's not in your community that nobody, not many people in your circles will know. And you'll want their opinions. You want their advice because a lot of times when we're going on um, dating apps, we, we might get blinded by our own emotions. And so we want, we want other people's advice. And we also want to see their community. What is their community like? And what, are, what do they think about that person? Um, and, and so get, get to know people who know them well. Um, and, and so that way you just kind of get a better, well-rounded foundation of your knowledge about that person.
7: Yeah,
0: thank you all for those answers. I think um, they're especially helpful, not just for online dating, but those themes of, of having purpose and intentionality and honesty uh, and making sure, you know, as always that God is the focus. I mean, that's, that's great for in-person dating too just general principles that I think apply in both cases. Um, Staying on that theme of sort of maybe more more specific questions, we do have one that that is a little bit more interesting, I think more of a complex or a a difficult situation where there is someone who is already in a dating relationship, but you know there's someone else who has feelings for that person. So perhaps we'll we'll let the ladies or the women on the panel answer for this one. Is there any steps of wisdom that you would advise in terms of either waiting to see if there will be an opportunity or, or to simply you know, move on and see if they
7: can
4: meet someone else? I think for me, it's a no brainer. Absolutely move on. Uh, do not wait. Um, God gave you a full life, He didn't ask you to pause. He's um, actually is obedient things, if he's already dating someone, they may be going, you know, it's a relationship they're developing. So one, why waste your time, you know, to sit there and wait, you know, there's a lot more things that, you know, God is preparing for you. Just don't, I I don't think it's it's a great thing to wait. And, you know, when it really, I mean, unfortunately, if they really did break up and then you end up to be the girlfriend, you'll find that he's not as good as what you're thinking in your mind. There's a difference, so it's my opinion.
2: I love that Karen, because you know, when Ray read this question, he goes, of course not gonna wait, right? You know, what did you say? You said that uh, if that's God's purpose for you or God's will for you to be with this guy, and then you'll eventually be together. But now like, like the question states that if this person is currently in the relationship already, and, of course, that has committed relationship and there's no way if I were the girl, of course, you know, even I had the interest if I were interested in this, this brother, um, I would, you know, I would just have to walk away, you know, and but I know that the desire, um, or I would just say at the the uh, uh, admiration towards this person still pretty strong. So you have to really I'm ask oh yeah right say guard your heart yeah he read my mind to really guard your heart and ask the lord to take away that you know that desire from your heart um because this person's already committed in the relationship you know so and then yeah and the next step is just to definitely walk away and pray and ask the lord to you know bless you with another person that another brother that that he'll bring to you the potential, brother, bring to to your life and and um you know start this romantic relationship. So yeah. And I think that would be also helpful if uh, uh, the person who asks a question can also have a accountability partner, maybe another sister or another mentor that she can trust to share this uh, share this desire in her heart and ask the per- ask the mentor to or the, the other sister to pray with her and keep her accountable and not let her uh, feeling or thoughts <laughs> go wild <laughs> or go back to a waiting stage. So,
5: yeah. Thanks, Alice. And, and Jeremy, being that I'm not one of the women in the group, um, I, I, I will share what I think Joyce put here. We'll see. I'm going to steal your screen again. And... Anytime. It feels like when these game shows, you know, where you just play the answer and the answer is... Okay, here I go.
6: Okay, well, this is for the person who asked about uh, whether um, she should wait for someone that she's romantically interested in, but he is already currently in a relationship, a dating relationship with someone else, whether she should wait around. Not sure what waiting around means, like um, just kind of like staying friends with him and not, um, I don't know, like maybe, you know, like, I hate to see or are you thinking like if he breaks up that he might rebound with you and, you know, like you're conveniently there as his friend and I don't know, I think um, there's a lot of things wrong with it. I think just already hearing that out (laughs) doesn't sound too healthy for you. So I, I suggest that you move on because sometimes when your eyes are on someone else, um, there could be somebody else that actually is interested in you that you're not looking at um, and may actually miss out. So I think if you recognize it right away that somebody is already involved with another person, and um, I mean, it would be different if he was just getting to know uh, various, um people and taking them out just to get to know and you might think that you could be one of them okay well i guess you could make the first move if he wasn't in a committed relationship and you were you know interested in maybe getting to know him and maybe this could give you a chance to know
5: Jeremy, for the question and to the women who answered
7: it. So, yes,
0: thank you all for sharing it. Unanimous uh, decision there, and yeah, thank you for that honesty and for, for that ability to speak honestly into this scenario. It's probably not easy to to say and not easy to hear. So, really appreciate that. Um, our time is wrap, uh, is sort of wrapping up. So we'll, we'll move on to sort of the next major topic, which is which is more so on marriage. So we'll we'll start off again with more of a personal question and we'll take probably two or three responses so whoever feels like they want to answer first, I think this is a good personal one what made you decide to marry your current spouse and was there any major character or characteristic in that person that you value or was there maybe some special moment that, that you knew you know that's the person you wanted to spend your whole life with? Um, so if anyone is feeling inspired <laughs> romantically inspired in that way.
7: Take it away. Yay, Joyce is okay. back. Yeah, Joyce has
5: returned. So you, you don't get to hear, you get to hear her live now. So, so much <laughs> for the tapes.
6: But uh, it, it was a- Hello, everybody. <laughs> Looks like you've been having fun.
5: <laughs> so, um. Jeremy, was that the question you're asking about? Um, uh, How do you know that y- your spouse was the one that, that um, God wanted you to marry? Is, is that is that what you're addressing?
0: Yeah, I think that's the, the or question,
5: yeah. or uh, oh, oh yeah, I saw you had the question here about marriage, and oh may I'll, maybe I'll answer it that way. Um, you know, I, I, here I'll, I'll throw out my ideas here. You know. I don't know. It, it sometimes it seems like God just speaks to your heart that that you just know. And and to be honest, when up to the point until I really until I met Joyce, I really did have that feeling that that you know that this was the one. But with her, I really did feel it that you know the, there was assurance that this is the woman that I would marry. And and that's why actually I, I encouraged, or I really don't discourage you guys to get to know others of the opposite sex in your circle of friends or fellowships. Because sometimes, you know, when one gets into that first and only relationship with all those feelings, they feel that this must be the one. It absolutely is, you know. Well, you know, it may not be God talking, but rather it's your, your string of lonely Friday nights that's talking. So it's, it's that's why it's nice to know, to get to know other people uh, just a bit, you know, so you understand that. But seriously, I, I would also look for confirmation from others. Um, meaning from ones that you trust, from ones you can be honest with, not from the ones who always say things like, you know, you guys make such a great cute couple. I hear so many girls say that, and I don't know what they mean by that. But anyway, I, you honestly want to look for people who, who really know you and can honestly say to you that, you know, you're in a great relationship or, or they don't know what you see in him or her, you know, and they're not the type of person that says it after you break up, but they say it before because, you know, they're honest enough to to see those things and, you know, I know many relatives and friends who sincerely have given good assurances, you know, and they were spot on. And and I hadn't had any, you know, negative things about Joyce you know, when we were dating. And, and so to me, that was confirmation. And she said, of course not, if you couldn't hear her. Um, you know, we've seen it in a lot of our friends and relatives, you know, um, Joyce will even tell you about a cousin that she had in Taiwan that she saw her, you know, with a guy that, and she said, you guys would be perfectly getting married. and and you know, she was spot on, they're, they're happily married, have kids and um, been married over 10 years now. And so the, I think that's my my true answer is sincere confirmation from those around, from those who can trust you. I think that adds to really your heart of knowing who God wants you to marry and, and, and be with. Um, so I, I think the answer, I think I answered it, I'm not sure if that's the right way of the question, but. Um, yeah,
7: you answer
5: it. yeah, anything to add since you're here or?
6: Oh, I think I recorded myself. <laughs> Oh, you did? Has <laughs> it been weird <laughs> watching me record it?
5: Oh, I didn't know you did. I, I had to one? do it,
6: like, late last night. And one, I think I did one in the car. I don't know. Um, this one? Oh, you really are going to play it?
5: No, you did. OK,
6: well, yeah, you know what? Actually, I you can play it now.
5: Is it work better?
6: Because I thought of it.
5: You sound better in person?
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think live, uh, would my would
5: be much preferable, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, okay, okay. She, she, I'll let you talk well, about Go ahead.
6: For me, I definitely followed my heart. You know, I mean, for those who, you know, are, are wondering what's your indicator, um, but more than just following your heart and knowing, you know, that feeling inside, um, I definitely saw how he treated his family. And for me, that was uh, important because I knew that if I was to be his family someday, if I was to be his wife, that would be family. Um, that's how I, I would be treated. So watching how he treated his uh, siblings, his mom at the time, um, he's one of the most generous, uh, kindest, caring person. And I still see it today, how he treats his family. So I already knew back then, you know, how he was. Um, and so for you ladies, you know, watch, watch the guy you're dating and how he treats um, his family, especially the women in his life because you're going to be that woman in his life and so um, definitely that was my like confirmation knowing that you know he was going to be the right person to marry Um, and yeah and we also had you know great chemistry just great um you know we sometimes uh you know we, we agreed on the important things but you know we can agree to disagree on the things that are not um you know the absolutes in our you know, things that we felt strongly or passionate about. Um, and we just got along really great too. So still today for the most part. <laughs> Alice, <laughs> Ray.
2: So good to see you Joyce and hear like, you know from you like live person, that's awesome. Um, you want us to share first?
3: Uh, so the question is like, what made me want yeah. to marry Alice? Uh, I think one of the big key things, um, also was, uh, uh closeness of family, uh, in our first date in which we were blind, which we were kind of blindly set up, I guess. The context is like, there was like a group of five or six of us who were supposed to be going in a movie and mysteriously, everybody had something to do. And all of a sudden it was just Alice and me. So we were kind of set up in a way um but in that time when we did go out we thought okay let's just go out anyway so we went out and when we were talking uh, at uh, over coffee uh we found out that uh, we we're both very close to our families uh i would I'd, I'd be talking a lot about my cousins how they're like my younger siblings i'm an only child so they my my cousins were like my were like my substitute uh, younger siblings how we fought how we how we played and and all that kind of stuff how i talked about my how my uncles were like my mentors and my grandparents were always those uh like solid foundations of the family that i knew i could count on uh my mom and dad were always making sure that i would always go on and on about how uh, uh, how i was so i loved all my family very much
2: mm-hmm. and
3: likewise alice said the same thing uh uh, that, uh, I mean, she and her sister were really are, still are, they're very tight. Uh, they could talk about anything uh, for hours, literally hours. I've heard the phone conversations and it's like, but it's, it's, it's awesome to see how they're so close and everything like that. And uh, how uh, each of them, whether it's uh, my sister-in-law or Alice, they're willing to do anything that's necessary to, um, uh, to, to, uh, to, uh, help the family, maintain family, uh, a good family life. Um uh, Yeah, I mean, I think that's basically what a, a lot of it, uh, uh, a lot of that was a big factor in my, I, I thought Alice was the person for me.
2: Yeah, I think that again, what Joy and Joyce and Lester and Ray share is that you have the same value in your life. I think that's uh, foremost important is that you share the same faith. I think that's one thing that I see that in Ray that I know that I can always trust him uh, because he, he loves the Lord before, um, anything else. When we first uh, met each other, we were not as mature in our faith as we are now. And we were still pretty much like, you know, really just really, you know, pay attention to each other. But, but as we got, after we got married and then as we went on in life and I just see how, um, his love for, for, for Jesus just grows like every single day. And I see that even in the way that he he treats me and treats the uh, uh, uh treats the boys and even my family. Like he said, we both share a lot of values together, but the foremost important value that we share is that is that we both love God um, together and as well as, as uh, each individual. I think that's very important because when we value God first and uh, we are able to make decisions together and even means that we have um, in our differences, we are still able to, um, you know, really want to honor God as our first priority, um, to bring glory to him you know, in our decision making. So that will help us to make decisions together and be willing to, uh, for me to submit to him, you know, to his decision and for him to uh, support me and take my, um, you know, ideas uh, or suggestions uh, into consideration. So I think that same value definitely is the, is the key, yeah.
0: Thank you for the answers. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So I
4: agree. Um, I agree to everything that Alice, Ray, uh, Joyce, and Lester has shared. Um, the decisions for me to 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 marry Lawrence. Part of it is he's a very good listener, and um, he cherished my ideas and he gave me the confidence when I lack. Um, there are uh, two incidents that actually um, made me know that he's the one. One is. Um, I was always really ambitious. I think I should say I am still and um, for my career or uh, the things I want to champion for. So I'm always away from home. And I saw that he looked after my sister. My sister is actually visually uh, impaired. Uh, She has a seeing eye dog. So there's a lot of limitation on what she can do and um, how some people looking down on her because of of her disability. And I saw how he always stood up, stood us uh, for her. Um, so she's working in Pentagon, but for her journey to end up working in the Pentagon, it was a very long one. And he was, um, he was really um, a champion for her during that time. And then uh, for me, there was an opportunity I can work in the British embassy for six months. And it was away from home. And I wasn't sure because it's like uh, I was two teenager. Um, I think was only 20 or 19. And he told me, just go for it. We were still dating at the time. And then when the time comes, when he has an opportunity to work and we were separated long distance for like two and a half years, um, I also supported him too. So uh, it, I think one of the crucial thing is that person has to cherish you. What is your dream? What do you want to strive for? What is your growth? Um, I think that's one of the things that I look for.
7: Nice. Um... I, my answer is short. I don't really have a special moment.
1: Um, it was, I just, I, it was the struggle of, of whether or not we should get married was more on my own heart, whether I was willing to commit, um, to, to being married and, um, and, and and be able to commit my life that way. Um, so it, it, it really was me making that decision. Um, and, and Sharon, who's now next to me, uh, she, i mean there's no there's no red flag there's nothing about her that would that hurt that me off um there's you know everything i enjoyed being with her um and she i guess like the only like uh deal breaker in my head that like question but that we got past in the first day which was are is she open to missions because i i'm always i'm, I'm willing i'm always open to see where god leads us and and so she's not open to it and then, then then you know what happens if if god opens the door for me and there, she doesn't want to go so like that's but we got past that the first day. So it was more just me just wrestling with my own heart about committing. Um, so, there, yeah, I, I don't know if there was any kind of special moment that clicked in my head or emotionally. It was, it was more just me just wrestling with my own heart of, uh, of what do I want um, and, and what, how much am I willing to commit.
0: Sharon, you can also respond if you'd like. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you again for, for those answers, we are, uh, yeah, we're, we're right about 920, I think 9, 930 is generally about when when we uh, wrap up, but we will try to get to at least two more questions, because I think we have two really good ones coming up, but if, if you do really, really need to leave, you know, you are completely welcome to, but we would urge you to stay just a little longer, hear some more wisdom, so uh, this will be probably one of the harder questions to answer, and yeah, it's you can take your time thinking through this, uh, but it's, if you feel comfortable to share what was the most difficult or challenging time in marriage, I think you can apply during dating too, if that's that's what you wanna talk about. And how did you guys get through it? And any advice for those who are looking to get married, maybe whether they're dating or, or single?
7: I mean, I guess I have the shortest marriage. I have the least. <laughs> I
1: have um, very little to share from. Um, I I think in terms of like our time being married, um, I think one of the challenges was. Um, I think there's something just for you guys to think about as well is that I like the current house, this condo that we live in now. Like I I've been here for like the past six years, about six. Um, so I was you know here when I was single, but for Sharon when she moved in, one of the challenging things was was her adjustment period of moving out of her parents' house into this home, being married, new home, new address, and just, she, oh, there's so much need to change. While me, like I, I didn't have to change anything, like all my credit card bills came here, all my, um, you know, like my driver's license was already at this address. So like, there's nothing that I had to really adjust. And I think one of the more difficult times was actually just me just trying to be patient with her adjustment period and, and learning. So I, I, I didn't realize um it just wasn't it it didn't click my head until maybe about a month or two into our marriage where I was like oh this is a really big adjustment like really big life adjustment and not just us getting married but her moving out of her parents home and coming here and so it's just something just even thinking about for you guys especially if uh, there's some single guys who live on their own and then they uh, decide to get married and move into that same home like there's 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 more adjustment for for the girl on that aspect
3: Actually, I think for us, the, I mean, we haven't really had any like major difficulties, but I think a challenge was, um, we, okay, we, let's see, we, we met and got married within a year, basically. So we met in, uh, January or February
7: Mm -hmm, and we
3: married the following January. Uh, So I proposed on Alice's birthday and we were only dating for five months. Long story short, the reason why it worked out that way is because my dad had terminal cancer. And so, uh, and Pastor Jackson said, I normally don't uh, marry people this quickly, uh, but if for you, I'll make an exception. So, but we started off uh, our marriage with a terminally ill parent. And as much as Alice wanted me to be with her, she uh, was challenged with uh, uh, sort of like managing our what, uh, what humble abode we had and what uh, regular home life we could have without me being present because I was going to uh, three or four times a week going to see my dad in the nursing home. Uh, it was rough on her uh, and she didn't complain, but I know it was hard for her. Um, I know there were a couple of points of frustration from her uh, and from, uh, you know, not strong, but you can, I I can feel that I can feel uh, uh, some, uh, some, uh, some uh, uh, sadness there, but she didn't uh, um, complain about it one bit, but that was a challenge. And really the only thing I think was uh, that got us through it is that, you know, the spirit was with us, that uh, God gave her the understanding necessary, because of her own closeness to her own family, she also realized that, you know what, I would do the same thing. Lo and behold, a uh, year, I mean, it was years later, the same thing comes up. Her father is is, is also, same thing, terminal a terminal cancer. Uh, I had no qualms about her spending more time with her dad. Um, and uh, yeah, because she, uh, I already saw that, you sh- she showed so much love for me. Uh, love of Christ by letting me spend time with my dad, I'd be so heinously wrong to not uh, show the same love back. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah, it just, uh, I think that again, um, like what Ray shared, I think that it's just uh, uh, this is the love that we have for our family and for each other. I think that. Um, it goes a long way. I mean, a lot of you probably have experienced it, or yeah, or is this something that you you would um, oh yeah? I think eventually you will have to also deal with in in the future. And but uh, when you have a, a a spouse that is very understanding and also um, would um, empower you, you know, to love your family um, in such a way, it, it's it's really incredible. And again, that's what I talked about earlier: how how God really grows us in our marriage, I think that he also grows each one of you, you know, in, in any relationship that you have now, um, at this moment, and, uh, yeah, just, just cherish the people in your life, I think that's, that's very important, so we're grateful that God cares, saw us through these difficulties, difficult, challenging times in our lives, yeah. Mm-hmm.
5: Um, you, you know, for our, ourselves, at least speaking for me, you know, it hasn't, there haven't been a whole lot of difficulties and, you know, but it, it's interesting with um, the, the fact what Ray and Alice were sharing about uh, family and, you know, one thing, um, I had a mom that was um, very ill and unaventilated ventilator and stuff and Joyce knew that while we were dating the whole time. Um, and she uh, lived, you know, the first, uh, I don't know, 15 years after we got married, you know, still remained. But that was never an issue, thankfully, because Joyce and it was very accepting that whole situation from the beginning. So in terms of time and conflict, that uh, was always an understanding. So that worked out well. Um, one area though, that I think a, a challenge was you both come into the marriage with your own habits and each of you believe yours is right. You know, that there's no way that yours could be wrong. But you know, it, it doesn't mean it's good or bad, they're different. and and and. You have to be able to sincerely give up your habits and sincerely okay on certain things. I mean, um, it's funny what Gabe was sharing about his house. My my, my brother got married in the same kind situation where he moved into his wife's house because his wife had the uh, family home. And you know, as a guy, he had clear mind what he wanted to change. And I my first advice to him was, "You guys move." But you know, he didn't listen. Became their discussion point for many years. So, you know, it, it it is those types of things that you bring into it of things that, you know, we've all been raised by different moms. So we're all a little different. Mm-hmm. And um, so for us too, I'd say it, it was, for me, it's, it's, it's the habits or things, you know, not thinking that my way was the only way or the right way.
7: Mm-hmm.
5: Though I still believe most times it is the right way. But anyway, thoughts? Uh,
6: well, for me, I'm like Gabe, uh, just, you know, adjustment period after you get married. Uh, for me, I. Uh, Definitely was a very independent uh, gal and uh, to have, uh, you know, someone move in. uh, Even though we got the place together, I moved in first and I lived there. I've lived on my own for quite some time. For Lester, he moved out of his childhood home and moved out for the first time outside of his school, um, college life, uh, into his own place with me. And so we definitely struggled the first year. Uh, And and what compounded it more was um, we got pregnant two months into our marriage. (laughs) So uh, for me, I kind of had that feeling of you know I mourned my single life. Actually, I was like missing you know kind of the just the freedom to uh, go out and you know hang out with friends and do whatever I wanted to do. But to change my whole like attitude and mentality to. to committing to uh, family and to my husband, so for Lester it wasn't hard for him because he went from the family to another family, basically, you know. So for me, it was like you know um, just being um, you know learning to be flexible and learning to um, make the adjustments um, and appreciating all those changes that were happening to me. Uh, so yeah we went from a for me it went dramatic from 1 to 3 in under a year you know to having in in the same household and one of them being you know very dependent on us so um yeah i wish you know we had like a little extra time of you know mi- you know like not having a ch- like children so quickly but in a way we had dated like 6 years yeah so we kind of feel like that was our you know our even though we didn't live together but it was like getting to know each other and you know but uh, not to the point of like living and understanding like how each other was like at at home but um yeah we learned really quickly and so um actually we're at the other end right now where our kids are grown and now we're starting to experience kind of like not yet empty nest yet, but, you know, we're gonna see that coming up pretty soon. I would say in the next, you know, four or five years for sure. Or less. Or less. So we do get to have that time. um, It's just at the other end of our marriage instead of at the beginning of marriage where you can have that time to just spend together, learn about each other. But, you know, I was learning with a baby, you know, and, and trying to, you know, figure him out and figure a baby out and all that stuff. So definitely that was my hardest, I think, part of, adjusting, you know, the, I think, challenging part of marriage for me. Yeah.
4: I think for us, we don't have like a specific incident that's very difficult. I think the one that, um, one of the biggest one is uh, choosing a home for us. Um, I, I like to have a bigger house. He likes to have a smaller house because he didn't want to pay mortgage for that long. He just wanted to have maximum 10 years done. So um, it was a long conversation, um, most of the time we're very open, um, whatever I'm not happy about it's probably written all over my face and I also make sure that he knows I'm not happy and um, so it, um, it became a, um, a conversation for a few months so finally we decide on a little hut and we paid off the mortgage within uh, our goal years so you work things out um, and I totally ag- agree with Lester, you know, about the habit. I mean, my habit is the right habit. I mean, you just have to learn it, right?
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, thank you all for your comments on that. Um, we will go through one final question, and hopefully you guys can stick around for this one. Uh, this one did come from, or like, more recently. So. Uh, I think it's circling a little bit back to dating and it, it is a question for, for the wives. Uh, what advice would you give to young women who feel like there is something wrong with them because compared to sisters at church or fellowship, they don't get asked out on dates and such, maybe considering uh, if they're not conventionally attractive. Any words of wisdom or, or advice
7: for them?
2: Karen, what do you think? There's a BSF, BSF style. She knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> what did you started, Karen? <laughs>
4: I think there's a couple of things uh, with the question itself. Uh, for one, I don't know what is a conventionally attractive. I mean, I didn't know there's a standard or there's a box we're supposed to fit in. Um, I definitely don't feel that. and. I don't understand why you have to compare to sister at church fellowship or the rest of the world. You are uniquely created by God. There's no two person exactly the same. So I don't see all that as an issue. Um, I just think that God gave you a deck of cards right now. He asking you to obey and it's different timing. And like what Ray and Alice were saying, when you give it to God, he, he does make it happen. You just have to let it go. Right now, you probably is holding on too hard. And honestly, whoever is asking this question, I think you're very attractive. Um, just don't think so low about yourself because you know Jesus did die for you. You're
2: precious. I love that, Karen. I think that's just so encouraging to hear. You know, um, you said that because I, th- I, I, yeah, I think that you really, hit, you really nailed the point where, you know, what's our what's our worth, you know, I mean, if you just only gonna judge a person according to their appearance, or like you're saying, if this young lady asks a question, and then that would def- definitely need to have a, uh, you know, one-on-one talk with this young lady, you know, um, because each one of us is fearfully, wonderfully made by God, and we are, like you're saying, we are uniquely created, and each one of us has different, um, you know, um, ways to express ourselves, and God uses, with, you know, even though he uses differently but yet he made us all differently but yet the only the sole purpose is to for us to worship him and to to obey him you know all our life and bring him glory so i think that the advice that i think that um, i will give to these young women that first of all uh, when you feel like that you know you have to ask yourself the question where do i place my value my self-worth on you know and if i am if I truly believe that I'm created by God and this is who I am, and God has made me the way that He sees that I'm beautiful, and so that's how that's where I, my confidence comes from uh, in Christ, but not in you know my appearance, you know. And uh, and I, I believe that for any young woman that when you when you have that understanding and belief that that um, that God has made you and Christ has died for you, and that you are truly worth of everything because because Christ died for you with his paid for your life with his very own and that uh, you would you know you would definitely live this life um to glorify him and uh have the confidence that you can do that you know to glorify, to glorify him in the way that he made you so yeah you're beautiful we are all beautiful yeah
7: <laughs> I can't see more
6: i think they answered very well or um i hope that encourages young women for me um i I don't think this is really answering the question but for me i had a uh, my self-worth um when because i i grew up in a non-christian home and so i always looked at other families who actually um went to church together and and uh you know they they seemed like they were to me, like, chosen by God to, to be in their family, and I felt like the outsider, actually, and I, I actually started to think and doubt myself, like, I was, you know, um, it, you know, just worthy to belong, you know, and then once I realized, like, it was actually all along my choice to choose God, you know, in my life, you know, not the, you know, like, God had already chosen us, but it was me to make that decision, you know, and I, uh, it took me a while to realize that. And I think it's just, it's a shift of of thinking. And I agree with Alice, you know, it's just, you know, you should first focus on where's your self-worth, you know, where are you worthy from? And if you know it's from, from God, then you don't um, focus on how other women or other young men, you know, and how they choose to judge us, you know. So uh, first, you know, being, a, a finding self-love, and, and self-worth, you know, that is uh where you should be putting your emphasis on. And then um, you know, that's the most beautiful and most attractive, you know, actually when you begin to show, you know, you feel uh, it, it's inside, you know, that spirit. And then it just glows. And then um I think when you open your eyes to to you know being aware of others around you and making them feel special and important. it it just, um, it it turns around instead of them trying to make you feel special and make you feel, you know, it's about you. And that's why God put us on, you know, this world is to love others, you know? And so I think if you begin first the love out, you know, then it just will just naturally come back to you. So that's kind of general, but I hope that helps encourage you.
0: Yeah, thank you. I I love just the immediate response of, you know, (laughs) Seeking to encourage, seeking to to build up. And yeah, that's what the church is all about. I think that's an answer that's helpful for men too, even if they don't struggle as much with feeling beautiful. (laughs)
7: Yeah,
0: You know, hey, even for guys, you know, we we still check ourselves out in the mirror sometimes. We'll have to be honest about that. (laughs) So it is an important question.
2: Yeah, may I, add, may I add a comment, just a quick comment. So I think that for all the young men and young women out there, I just wanna encourage you. I think that this, this is a question as Jeremy will put that, um, you put it very well, that even for men also struggle with this, you know, with this, um, I guess identity in this way, right? Um, how to be more attractive and why other people are more attractive than I am. But I think the bottom line is that when, when you are looking for someone, you know, you will want to um, really uh, look at their hearts, look at their personality, look at who they are inside, uh, rather than just appearance. Yes, appearance is important. Okay, You you have to have that physical attraction before you even want to get to know that brother or sister better in the sense. But what's important is that build your inside beauty, that like, Auntie Joy said earlier. Even Auntie Karen said that is what your worth is at. Is where you when you have that um, spirit inside of you, and that you will just you will just glow, and that just make you even more beautiful than yeah, than you could ever imagine. So I think that I just encourage you all, you know, inside beauty and outside appearance go hand in hand, but definitely inside beauty comes first. If you ever get confused, come talk to the ladies. I mean, I mean Karen, Joyce and myself.
0: No, that's good. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much wraps it up for the night. Thank you for staying, you know, the extra ten or so minutes if you were able to stay. I hope that it was helpful and as much of a blessing for you all as it was for me. Um, yeah, let's give it up for for the mentors on our panel. As Calvin always says, if you know how to use them emojis, you can use them,
1: <laughs>
0: or you can just write your own words of encouragement. Um,
1: Cool. Um, yeah, thanks, Jeremy, for emceeing for, for, for us as well um, and, and doing all that. Um, and so, yeah, it's a really great help. Um, I, I can I can go ahead and close us with a, with a word uh, before, I guess, before everyone signs off. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I wanna say thank you for all the mentors for, for signing on and, and answering these questions. And there are a lot more questions. I know we couldn't get to all of them. Um, and so there's some question that you did right and you really wanted to be answered. Um, you now know the faces of the mentors here. Um, uh, feel free to reach out to them and ask them your question. They're, they'll be, they'll be, they'll love to help you uh, and, and be able to walk with you. Um, if there's anything that you are struggling with, and we did answer some questions today that, um, that did talk about some, some, you know, some difficulties and pains that, that you guys might be going through. Um, again, the, we're all here to help you. We all want to be able to walk with you. That's why they're here in IT um, every Thursday uh, with us. It's, it's, they're here for you um and so and so you know reach out to them uh, if you need to know their contacts uh let let me know let calvin know we will be glad to give you their emails and things like that um and so thank you everyone for being here um let me go and just say a word of prayer to kind of close us and and i guess i'll be our night so let's pray uh father i thank you for this time that we were to gather here and um people just engage with these questions lord and um, and Lord, we, we thank you for these questions because they are um, indicative of what people are going through. And we, Lord, we, we, we just want to honor you. We want to honor you of our walks. We want to honor you in our struggles. We want to honor you in in, in that top of the mountains and, and at the lowest in the valleys. We, Lord, we, we want to give our lives to you. And, and, and but to, to do that, and especially with this topic of dating and relationships and marriage, it, it can be very difficult um and so i pray lord that you continue then to walk with us to, to give us wisdom to give us comfort to give us peace and that lord we will continue to have you in our sights and that christ will be our final treasure so i pray lord that you would then encourage all of us here i thank you god for uh just the church the church of that's full of different wisdom and different generations of, of different people with different maturity levels Um, different life stages. God, the church is so diverse and yet so unified. And I pray, Lord, that through the church, your grace will be shown and that people, Lord, will be indeed loved and and valued and that, Lord, all of us will continue just to worship you together. And so, Lord, I thank you for for everyone here. I thank you for this night. And I pray, God, that we will continue then to walk uh, closely with Christ. I pray all this in your holy and precious name. Amen.